0: Welcome to the We Rock DM podcast, your source for all things digital marketing. Join hosts Daniel Bissett and Tricia Olberg as they explore the latest trends and share their expertise on how to succeed in the digital age. Tune in for expert advice on search engine optimization, social media marketing, and content strategy. We make kick-ass stuff kick-ass, so join us and learn how to rock your digital marketing. Welcome to the We Rock DM Amplified podcast uh, with hosts Daniel Bissett, that's me, and Tricia Olberg. Um, here to speak today with our very special guest, Brittany Tam from the Financially Empowered Entrepreneur. Uh, we're very excited to have you on, on this uh, show. Brittany, uh, welcome. Um, nice to have you. I
1: am you. so excited to be here. Thank you so much. Thanks for welcome. I'm looking forward to the insight. <laughs>
0: so um you've you've been on podcasts before have you ever been on a podcast where somebody kind of attempts to do their best to tear your business apart (laughs) at least from a digital (laughs) marketing perspective
1: no this is a first and it sounds like it's gonna be fun
2: it's gonna be super fun
0: (laughs) we do we do definitely try to uh have a good time with this um I, I want to be very clear because, uh, you don't know either of us, our intention through this, uh, this next while, however long it turns out to be, is not to, uh, make you feel any sad feelings. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> do, I totally don't want you to feel at all personally attacked. Um, this is the type of thing that, I that people come to us and actually ask us for and they they pay us good money for this um, sometimes uh and when they do that you know by the the very nature that they have come asking for it they're a little bit more open to uh the criticism uh but what we hope to bring is a, a constructive element so if we have something to criticize uh we'll do our best to provide you with something Constructive. Um, as I saw in a, a little consul's office down in Peru when I was trying to enter the country years and years ago, there's a little sign, and it said, "If you don't have an answer to the problem, you're part of the problem." And so, what I, mm-hmm. what we try to always bring to the table is a, at least a potential solution. Okay, okay. Um, and we're we're trying to be mindful of budget, so when we provide solutions. Um, we'll try to use tools that are freemium that you would have access to without having to pay hundreds of dollars a month for a subscription. That's very common <laughs> and it becomes overwhelming. And so hopefully what we bring to the table will be some actionable items that you can do yourself and then um, prioritize the, the more challenging, more time-consuming, maybe uh, more difficult um, solutions for later. But, um, so just to get started, uh, Brittany, can you tell us about your business? What is the financially empowered entrepreneur and who are you trying to serve?
1: Um, it really has been an evolution. Um, so my, originally I had these dreams when I, uh, Open my bookkeeping practice, that I would be like helping owners get clarity, like as if the missing piece was just the data processing and the unpacking of reports. And for some people it was, but um, for a lot of the, uh, it tended to be female solopreneurs that I worked with, regardless of what like systems and structures that we put into place for getting receipts in for like getting clarification on unknown transactions for unpacking stuff like i could never get the data in in a timely manner to give reports that allow them to make real-time decisions um and so after a a, a few stressful tax seasons Mm -hmm. um it like got to be, well, what's behind this? And um, I found myself in a lot more conversations about what are the um, beliefs driving it? What are the emotions going on? Um, What are the uh, almost reactive behaviors that people are engaging in? And um, like before this, I was in a life of education. And so in some ways it felt like going back to, um, that side of my life, where it's what are what is the situation, what are the needs that need to be met, um, and how are we going to meet those needs? Um, and I had to do, like, I had to take a moment to decide how I wanted to channel my energy. Do I want to channel my energy into the bookkeeping? Where am I finding delight? And man, I love those conversations. So yeah. that's the road I've gone down
2: helping people
1: yeah working with business owners because um i think the thing is before you go into business um there's a certain amount of making do that can happen when you don't you're not personally responsible for invoicing and collecting on those invoices and making sure that money lands in your bank account um so if you are somebody who avoids money you can avoid money right Mm -hmm. um but when you're creating business for yourself, then if you don't bring the money in, that money's not coming in.
2: That's right. It's very important. If you
1: aren't managing the money, then that money is not getting managed, right? Yeah. Um, and then entrepreneurship, I think, um, triggers learning in a way that other other choices don't. And we don't necessarily anticipate that that's going to happen either because nobody goes like go into business because it's going to trigger um, scarcity around money or it's going to like make you question your
2: confidence, which is all parts of that journey. Yeah. So, yeah it's- I love this. So first of all, my dad is a CPA. So when you talk about the stressful tax season, I have a lot of memories of stressful tax seasons, I understand. And also, I'm a creative, and I money is not one of those things that I like to think about in my own business. <laughs> That's just not where my brain likes to go. Um, so I can completely understand why this would be such a valuable service you're providing. Um, for entrepreneurs, it is so important. The whole point of going into business is to make money, and without good um, financial decisions, your business is not going to succeed. Um, so, yeah, for, for I can see how this would be very valuable, and I love your your perspective and your your mission. I think it's great. Thanks. Hey.
0: So, can
2: so Brittany, all my you soft
1: feel mentioned... parts, <laughs>
0: <laughs> Brittany. You mentioned. Um... Somewhere in our, uh, prompts, you know, before we started this podcast, you, you mentioned women a lot, women, solopreneurs, um, is that your sole and, uh, target market or do you take on anyone? You just have noticed that you tend to take on more women than men.
1: I think that's it. Um, I am happy to work with, um, I'm happy to work with anyone. Um, I feel like I feel like I've attracted more women than men. And I feel like um, part of the stories like that um, I've been connecting with women on. um, There've been a lot of stories about women who've created this business to in search of financial independence and like a sense of freedom um, but haven't necessarily gotten that and recently a lot of conversations with women who've talked about um, being in relationships and not knowing if that is the relationship but also not feeling like they can make choices because of um, money stuff right so I think that some of those things really hit home for me Mm-hmm. All right.
2: That is so true. And I I think that women, more so than men, tend to have really emotional feelings attached to money. Like men are, they don't think that way. They, they're more analytical and um, where we are more emotional, <laughs> us well, women. I, mean, I we know can, that. We
1: or can, men are just...
0: <laughs> we, we can definitely stereotype... <laughs> on on gender. Yeah, um, but yeah, that's, that's not really what this is about. This is really just trying to unpack from a marketing perspective, who do you want to reach? Who gives mm-hmm. you the most joy in your work? Who pays you the most? Because you've got to pay your own bills. So where's, mm-hmm. where's that money coming from? And um, if we were going to target one specific market, Ideally, we want the to target that one entity that uh, brings us the most money and creates the most joy in self and uh, in fulfillment of our of our occupation. Right? So,
1: mm-hmm.
0: could you could you like crunching the data points from the last year or two? Um, now that you've been put on this spot momentarily, can you think mm-hmm. of one? person, don't name them <laughs> unless you want to, um, but can you think of one person that generated uh, both great, great financial um, gains and also great joy in your job?
1: Um, so I think that I noticed that we have different patterns that come up, right? Um, and one of the patterns is going through that feast and famine. Um, So I've had women that I've worked with that have a hard time generating revenue. And like you say, um, this is where uh, that ability to pay comes in. Um, But on the other side, I do have women who are great at generating revenue. They're also great at spending it. Um, And so that's, I think, where there's opportunity because um we can have the conversations about um what are the motivating factors uh for that and there's a level of um insight that you can get from what they're spending on that makes them go you know maybe actually this is the this is the thing that will change things um because a lot of the, the things that they're spending on are things that they think are going to like magically solve the problem.
0: Okay. So what, one thing I like to do um, when I first meet with a, a client and try to start unpacking um, their current strategy to build hopefully a formula for a more successful strategy is to try and isolate that, that one individual. And in, in digital mm. marketing, we, we call this the persona. Okay. Um,
1: Do so, you need more specifics? Is that, yeah.
0: So we need, we need all kinds of specifics on this one okay. person. Okay? okay. This is the one person yep. that you want to duplicate end over yes. end time over time because they are yes. the one that generates all of those things. Okay. Male, female, age, demographic, break it down. Ah.
1: Uh. Okay, so she is in her early forties. Um, she's been in business. Um, she, so she was not in full time business until uh, three, three years ago, I think, is when she started business full time. Uh, before that, it was side gig. Um, and that's what led to the full time business. Uh, she is in a service business. She she her particularly um, is event planning. Um. She married. do you need more details? More um, married was married now okay. separated. Children. Um. One child.
0: Okay. Um, uh, okay. So, uh, maybe annual income
1: bracket. Um, so her business revenue has gone up to around like, um, from 80 to around 160,000.
0: Okay. Um, and she paid you well, she paid you fairly
1: um she's yeah okay so she has previously invested in other things that are like we will make you rich in um Mm -hmm. the next two months um (laughs) and (laughs) and um so there's a certain to
0: invest in in your help your services
1: (laughs) When you like start to see those patterns of behavior and you're mm-hmm. able to be like, so would it be accurate to say that you are like, feeling like somebody else has the magic key. You're seeking somebody else to come and rescue you. Um, mm-hmm. Then they're like, Oh my God.
0: <laughs> okay. You know so me. this is actually, this is all actually very, very important because we, we not only know this person, um, from a demographic perspective, we also know some of her psychographics, right? Which are, um, she's been bitten probably two or three times by an, a, a genuine attempt to improve, but a mm-hmm. failed, m- many, several failed attempts, right? Um, she's not been stung so hard that she's willing to give up. She's still looking for something something, not necessarily any more magic pill, but a solution to to help, right? All of these pain points, all of these previous experiences, if we know the exact uh, sources that she went to prior to coming to you, then we can market on their websites. If they allow for ads, we can market to people who follow their Facebook pages, their Twitter accounts, we can find them and market Mm -hmm. to those people who are currently getting bitten. Right. Mm -hmm. So, and if we have tailored messaging to a 40 year old woman with one child recently separated, that is going to resonate with them. You just found yourself a thousand customers next week. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. So, um we need to what you've just done you want to take some of those notes we have the transcript so we'll share it with you but um Thank you want to you, you want to take the notes and and reverse engineer this um and you know when when you go as a teacher you know this when you go and you lecture to a classroom you don't lecture to the entire classroom you lecture to that one person sitting at their out there making eye contact with you and then you look at another one and you speak to that one and you're speaking just to them. Everybody else is listening. They're they're taking away from it. They are uh, enjoying, slash, appreciating, slash, learning, whatever it is. Uh, but you're not you're not trying to pander to the masses. You're speaking to the individual. You know, uh, just like Mister um, Rogers, when he spoke to that child, he was the, the whole world was gone. He was just speaking to that one child with his whole heart. And then all the other children listening felt it and felt the love. And they thought that he was speaking to them too. Right? So when you go for a a marketing strategy, you do the same, you find her because there are so many of hers out there that you don't need to find anybody else yet. And once you've dialed that in and you've seen the, you begin to reap the benefits of, of having focused on her, um, Then you get to choose, okay, do I want to expand or do I want to niche down even harder? Someone who has only, who has three children instead of one, or you know what I mean? So just from a holistic marketing strategy, I think develop that persona as detailed as you possibly can. Give a name to it, maybe not her name, but give a name to that persona um, that resonates and that tracks um and find a picture that represents her to you and start speaking to her whenever you start thinking uh what what should i do with my website ask her she's the one that will guide you and tell you not me not trisha i don't know you i'm i'm not your target demographic i'm not i mean i'm in my 40s I have children but I'm not separated and I'm not a woman. <laughs> and I haven't tried those get, you know, get rich quick schemes. So, you know, I'm out. Um so you you really want to speak to that one person and let let her guide those decisions. Now, you you can see behind me that uh banner it depends you do need to have a, an open mind, right? And don't limit yourself. Don't get so stuck on just speaking to her. But from a guidance perspective, if you can start tailoring your messaging to her, it will resonate with so many people. But it especially will resonate with the hers that match her persona. Uh, Trisha, is there anything else you want to add to that?
2: I was going to just say, so now thinking about that, you're probably thinking, well, how do I do that? You know, what are all right?
1: Well, I was thinking, like, it sounds like you're really tapping into that ability to be empathetic. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I I love. Yeah. No, I love it.
2: (laughs) Yeah. And really, there's a lot of ways to do this. um, But you can start with your content and your message and you already have a really good foundation for that. I've looked through your website and I've read, yes, I've read your, your, um, your written content on your website and I can, I can tell you're already, you're already have a good start there. Um, her website so then-
0: for all that are listening is T H E F E E dot So the fee dot C A. Sorry to interrupt. Trisha. Yes. <laughs>
2: Yes. No, that is fine. And things I, I've initially noticed about your website is you have a lot of um, pictures of women. That's a good way to start. And they, they seem to fit kind of the demographic that you just described. I'm like maybe 40s um, around there. And um, so that that's a good start. And just the way you're speaking uh, is, is good. Like you really are tapping into the empathy. Um, I can, I can feel that. Um, there are definitely things that we could do to help that, though, and we'll, we'll talk. We'll talk about that, and just like Daniel, yeah, <laughs> yay! Just like Daniel said, if you keep the persona in mind while you are creating content, that really will help define your your um, your marketing strategy, so and then help bring you more of the customers that you're looking for, right? So we can start. Let's start um, diving into your content and your website, and and see what we see here.
1: butterflies.
0: For those listening, not watching the the live video uh, or a clip of the video recording, um, we've opened up the fee.ca and we're we're looking at the homepage here. And straight away, I see a woman that matches the demographic. Um, She's smiling. Uh, She's looking down uh, to her right. She's looking towards us, the viewers, and she's looking down to her right. And very, very cleverly, I see um, in the content in this hero section, a call to action button that is on the path of her vision. Now, I don't know if, if you did this intentionally, if you chose that graphic intentionally, but from a psychological perspective, mm. it hits all of the, the targets. Right, we've got a human, we've got a, a happy human, yeah. um, smiling and uh, looking at the call to action button. Because we visitors, when we go look at a picture, um, we can't help it. It's just like walking down the street in a, a new town or a new city. If somebody looks up, we will look up. We follow that. We we track their eyes. It's a, It's one of our final instincts. We do that probably as a self-preservation more than anything. What's falling out of the sky kind of thing. But from a psychological perspective, we can harness that and be very, very clever with it. And so you, you have done a masterful job of uh, putting your call to action in line with your, uh, your sight of vision. Right. So that's, that's perfect. However, um, the re-envision your relationship with money, that's your value proposition. That's the most biggest piece of, of text that you see when you first mm-hmm. load your website. Um, it's a bit of a mouthful, right? I have to, I, I'm not an unintelligent man. Um, but I have to read that a couple of times to really understand what in the Hades you're, you're trying to sell me. And so I kind of feel like maybe that's a miss. I love that it's short and snappy, you know, it's only what one, two, three, four, five words, but I don't know that I understand those words the way that they are meant to be understood immediately. Right. So what I try to do is recommend that you, Use this value prop opportunity um, when you're writing it to try and uh, get it to be instantaneously digestible. And so if you, read, if you said this to a ten-year- old, would they understand you? like without hesitation. Right? So I asked my 10-year-old daughter, uh, "Hey, what does this mean to you? Re-envision your relationship with money. And I might have lost them at re-envision. Not that they don't know that word, but that word starts making them wonder, what do you mean, Mm re-envision, right? So our last podcast, uh, one of the guests was like, ooh, ooh, this reminds me of, um, what's that game called, Tricia? Poetry, Uh, Neanderthal poetry, right? Yes. Uh, Poetry with Neanderthals. Where you have to come up with single syllable words. You don't necessarily have to do that, but you want to get words that are simple because those we can read quickly and digest immediately, right? Um, so I might recommend re envision is a little bit of a cumbersome, heady kind of word. Reimagine m- maybe says the same thing. But um, as you know, we can we can get into the differences in, in the actual words themselves and, and the meanings behind them. But ultimately, we're trying to come up with something that is easily digestible and re-envision is not a word that is heard often. Um, and so I feel like that that might be a miss. Reimagine also feels a little maybe like it's not the right word either, but um, find. Or improve your relationship with money you know something that's actionable that's that's simple um and the concept relate relationship with money is also kind of a um unusual concept right like what do you mean my relationship with money and now i have to start unpacking all of those things and uh, I'm getting real quick into the emotions. Yes, you want your your visitors to become emotionally attached to your messaging. You do want that to happen. Um, but straight out of the gate, these are two kind of problematic issues that I have with it. And it's just personal. Okay, <laughs> Trisha.
2: So I wanted to also echo your choice of photo is wonderful especially because it's you um that's very brave because a lot of people um feel self conscious about putting big pictures of themselves on their website myself included and i think for you especially that's important because you are um positioning positioning yourself as a financial advisor people need to have trust in you so i think it's really great and a great photography choice i just wanted to echo that um back to what daniel was saying about your um your call to action and the headline and the subhead. So what stood out to me more was actually your, 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 well, it's your tagline or your subhead. It's your tagline, shine a light on your money stories and learn to co-create with money compassionately. So, um, I I feel like that could use a little bit of tweaking also. I'm not sure what I would know what co-create with money means. Um, money stories you're probably talking about the stories we have in our head about about money a relationship with money which but it's not completely clear and if somebody was reading that who maybe was very very new to these concepts they might say well what is what do they mean money stories co-creating with money so maybe make that a little bit more clear that would be my advice there speaking of just your um, your your CTA I see another somewhat uh, a button in your top nav that I think is interesting it you have the uh, uh, this big about button on the right hand side of your top nav and that is unusual to see that there um, typically, typically you don't see a button that large unless it is like a call to action somewhere down in the body copy somewhere. So would you like to explain what your thinking was about having that big about button?
1: I love that you assume I had thinking about it. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, Um, that's a good place to start. (laughs) Well, I I had it as the work with me for um, a hot second. And then I was trying to because I had a Whole bunch of headers and I was trying to, um, minimize or minimize, minimize a little bit. Um, so I threw that over there, but it sounds like it was not the choice.
2: Well, uh, so, okay. So here, here is, um, something to think about. Yes. People have been, um, let's see, people have come to expect certain things about websites. Yes. Everybody okay. expects to see, a few things in the in the nav area of a Mm -hmm. website they expect to see a logo you have that Mm -hmm. they expect to see a a nav um but typically what they don't see like a button like that up in the in the top nav and also there's some things about like why would it be about because that feels like that should go inside your nav somewhere right okay right So um, yeah. it kind of it throws you off. Um, you're putting a lot of emphasis on, on about. And I'm guessing it's because you want people to um, learn about you. But you, you're doing that in other, in other ways on your website, on your, on your homepage anyway. Like it, that's better served in, in the body copy. So um, when you were – go ahead. <laughs> I'm sorry. I was going to ask a, a
1: question of yeah. would it be better if – Um, like I've got the money type quiz over there that directs them to a quiz where they um, just and I get a little bit they get a little bit and I get a little bit right Um, right so they uh, get out of it what are the archetypes that are in play um, in their behavior with money right now Um, and then I see that data as well Um, would that be a better thing to pop over there
2: Okay, so this is a good leeway into the next discussion of how should we organize your nav to that would make more sense for the user. Um, and again, thinking t- back to what I said, that there are certain things that, that um, people have come to expect from when they look at a website, right? So um, this is what my suggestion would be. I don't think you should have a big um, call to action button up there at all. I don't think that's okay. where people look for that. They look for it right where you have it, which is um, this call to action work with me um, button that you have right underneath your headline and your your, your subhead or your, your um, tagline, right? That's where they look for that. Up here, they just want to figure out what pages you have okay. and where the content is. That's all they're looking for. So I would remove that button. Another thing I don't really love is how your nav is centered. I think it, it almost runs into your logo on the left-hand side. I would get rid of the about button and push your whole nav over to the right. Push okay. it over to the right. Now, back to your question about the money type quiz and does that make sense to be in that nav? That's a good question because you are putting... any Anytime you put anything in a top nav, you are saying this is super important. Look at this. And it, that that is important, but... It's, it kind of, I don't know, it may make more mm-hmm. sense if it was in a sub nav somewhere to have, right? Um right? Mm-hmm. And yep. also if you read, read your nav, like the, the different items you have, you have work with me, you have the quiz, speaking articles, contact. Something I noticed is speaking. This is actually where your, um, your blog and your podcast is, but that is not obvious When you look at your sub nav, it says events and money conversations. People want to see the word blog. They want to see the word podcast. So that's really important. And these, all these things, um, kind of, and articles, actually articles is your blog, isn't it?
1: Yeah. I think Uh, under speaking, it's like events and it was the podcasts.
2: The podcast and money conversations is what, what is that? I think that was that the, the podcast. podcast. Then, yeah.
1: So, so speaking is
2: events. Okay. Do I, it sounds like,
1: it sounds like I am generating confusion.
2: Yes. <laughs> so this is, this is my, my suggestion. I think yeah. you should, Um. I think you should have about in your top uh-huh. nav. And then maybe it makes sense to put your podcast and your speaking events under about. Those are things specifically about you, right? And your blog. You are so clever. And your blog. Okay. So instead of speaking, put about there. And again, people kind of expect to see the about nav item next to the contact. Contact should always be at the end. You have that there. That's great. Maybe right before contact, you have the about nav item. Okay. Yeah. And Back to the money type quiz, that kind of feels like that should be under uh, something else too. Um, I'm not exactly sure where right now, maybe under work with me, maybe that's a sub item under work with me, but it does not feel like it should be a top nav item. That doesn't feel like the right place for it. Um, Another thing I noticed that I think was interesting, I was looking at your footer and down in your footer, you have um, a leak to values statement. I read your value statement. I think that's really important because you were talking about your values and your ethics related to money. I almost feel like it, so it's being buried down here in your footer. Yeah, people are more, most likely not going to find it there. Um, mm-hmm. If that is important and that's up to you to decide that people know this about you, I, that's another item that you could put up under about mm-hmm. in the sub-nav. Um, <clears throat> so yeah. So so, so. A,
0: a couple other things I would recommend. Um, work with me feels like they're they're ready to work with you. Work with me. Oh hell yeah, boom! I click work with me. It takes me to a page called uh, work with me, and any relationship with money, an easy relationship with money, and. Then there's another call to action. Forget the rest of your words. I'm in. Let's talk. That's cute. That's clever. <laughs> it takes you to, you know, a, a contact form. Um, this is where I expected to go when I clicked work with me. Was straight to the contact form. Oh, okay. Not another yeah. page. That's a that's a moment of, okay. of friction. Right? So if somebody's ready to work with you, then um, they're ready. Don't, don't distract them from getting to this point. Okay. Bring them straight here. You could have that other content down below it. I don't care, but they're ready to work with you. That's why they clicked that button. Right. So bring them straight here. Um, the, the issue I take with your form is, holy crap, you're asking a lot of questions. This is a big form. I don't think I have enough time to answer all of your questions. I guess maybe later. And what does maybe later mean? I'm out. It means I forgot. I closed the tab, couldn't remember, couldn't find it. Wasn't really that invested anyway. I'm out. You've lost me, right? Now, it's not to say that your questions aren't good, but... Um, oftentimes, and again, (laughs) hashtag, it depends, uh, you would have to test this theory, right? But oftentimes you want that first touch to be as easy as possible. Don't even ask them their name, just get their email. You can put in the verbiage, send me your email. I'll get in touch. I'll get all of the rest of your information later. Let's just initiate this now, right? Um, And that's easy. They can give you their email. And also from a security perspective, they don't feel like they've given away um, their data to an unknown entity, right? They have, they've given you some of the most valuable digital currency that exists, which is their email. I mean, that's why your uh, money type um, exists is just so you can get their email, right? Well, just get their email here. You could ask their name and email, maybe even phone number, but the more fields we add to our initial contact form for something like this, the more barriers we put in place. So we want it to be as minimal as reasonably possible, all right? Then when they when you get the email Hopefully, you probably have some type of automated thank you for signing up email or for reaching out right, to work with me. I'm so excited. You'll have some kind of automated sequence that happens. Um, then you hit them with all of these other questions. Now that they've initiated the contact, they're more invested. They're likely much more comfortable to give you their PII, their personally identifiable information or at minimum descriptors of what their current problem is and what solutions they're looking for or whatever it is that you're, you're trying to ascertain from this, this current form, right? Um, side note, that automated uh, response, thank you for reaching out to work with me, should not be instantaneous uh, because it feels robotic. Remember, we're using psychology here. We want it to feel like they've reached out and a human has responded. We all know it was automatic. We just don't want it to feel dirty. And robots feel dirty, right, for for whatever True. reason. So put a delay, 15 minutes, 45 minutes. 45 minutes might be a bit much, but you are they're probably not looking for um, – an immediately gratifying response, right? They're not looking to take action immediately. They're looking to take action soon. So 15, 20, 23 minute, you know, delay. Then it falls into their Dropbox. It feels like you responded, not a bot. Okay. Um, your, uh, your website is using some animation on scroll javascript so when you scroll down on any given page your footer some of your text like when i scroll up your text isn't readily available until i scroll this um in practice can be very very powerful if it's done right and if it's done within reason um i I have a problem with all of the movement and animation. Many, many websites are out there. You are not alone in this, Brittany. But um, (laughs) the reason we use animation is because that's, again, one of our last um, instincts is because uh, animation draws our eye to it. Right? Our last instinct, one of them is uh, movement. I've got to look. And it's a safety thing right if i see movement it could be falling it could be a, a dangerous animal about to approach whatever it is and it does keep us safe especially when we're walking down a busy street in in a city right um so we integrate that on a website to draw people's attention to it well if everything is moving then nothing is moving And then all you're doing is creating a user experience that means I have to wait for it to load arbitrarily at whatever speed you put for me. I don't want that. I just want to scroll, see the text, find what I'm looking for. Oh, okay. Our goals, our how, our exploration. Okay, super. This is what I'm looking for. I love the bullet points. You make it easy for me to, to skim across and find taking intentional action with money so you can feel joyful. Sweet. That's what I want, right? Don't wait for it to load to give me that. And that goes for everything. And then when you apply this animation on scroll strategy uh, on a very restricted basis, people are going to look at it. And they're going to do or focus on whatever it is that you're really trying to get them to see and possibly take action with.
2: Makes sense. I would like to talk about a little bit more about the Work With Me page, going back to that for a second. Um, that is a really important page for you. And as Daniel said, it does make sense that this might be the page where people fill out a form to contact you to get things started. Here's a couple things I noticed about that very important page. So, first of all, um, nice choice on your hero image again. Love that photograph. You have this is a great the hero image on a uh, a page is a really great place to highlight um, kind of the mission statement of that page. Um, So that title is really important. So here's what was a little bit confusing to me. So on this hero image you have, um, it says an easy relationship with money. What this tells me is if if I'm working with you, you you're going to help me have um, an easier relationship with money. You are going to teach me how to have an easier relationship with money. But if I scroll down, the next headline says, a holistic approach to money. <laughs> so this confuses me a little bit as a user. I I feel like easy relationship with money and a holistic approach to money are two different things. Um, but those are the two headlines that you have on this page. So I, I feel like you should um, think about that a little bit, your messaging there. Like, what, what is it that's most important? And make that your hero image title. Um, so another thing I noticed on this page is you have an interesting call to action and um, your button here, <laughs> you're laughing already, you know what I'm going to say, your 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 button says, forget the rest of your words, I'm in, let's talk. Um, I'm not sure what that means. <laughs> do you want do you want to explain what, what you're trying to say with that call to action? <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know if you he can hear me because one
1: of my AirPods went dead. Oh, but... we can hear you. Oh, beautiful. Thank you. Yeah, um, <laughs> um, so, like, I, I guess this is where I was um, hoping to invite that, like Daniel was saying, the person who is, like, already in to go down there straight away. But it sounds like what I need to do is maybe create two options for them to navigate to, one which has, like, more detail on what, like, the offer entails Mm -hmm. um, what our arrangement looks like and then one that navigates straight to um, that form in a really like minimal way so it's reducing the barriers to access.
2: Yes that's great and actually that leads me to my next um, point. I noticed that on this page you, this is where you also talk about your services Mm-hmm. Now, if I was to go to you, if I knew you were a financial coach, and mm-hmm. I uh, and I already knew a little bit about you, maybe I listened to your podcast, maybe I went to one of your speaking events, I might be looking for your services right when I go to your website, and I don't mm-hmm. know where to find them from your homepage. I don't know where your services are. So yeah. maybe if you were to put a services nav item up mm-hmm. top. That would kind mm-hmm. of kill two birds with one stone, just like we were talking about. Now that is a quick and easy way for people to get to your services who have already know a little bit about you, right? So there's yeah. two two things you're doing here. Your your work with me page can be truly about for the people who don't who want to learn more about why they should work with you, but for the people who already know a little bit about you, they can just go mm-hmm. to your services page and 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 go there. Uh, and Fine. and select service. <laughs> uh, so
1: can I ask a uh, clarify, like uh, concrete, I, I love abstract, but also I love concrete. Yeah. Um, so it sounds like what that could look like is I have a services with um, drop downs, uh-huh. and then like one with what is the exact container that we work together what what does the working ar- arrangement exactly look like yeah. is there a space for like what are the theoretical philosophical like underpinnings or do people not even care oh, about that stuff i,
2: I think they care. I, care again it really they care and especially um if they don't have any previous um experience um, working with you, or they haven't. Again, they haven't been listening to your podcast or reading your blog. More information you can give about that is um, the better. You need to have that on your website. So I think that's yeah. Where that's, does
1: where does that live then?
2: That is a good question. Um, I think that that could. F- be well just from my perspective and this is really more for you to figure out because you know what your services are but I feel that would be attached to a services page Okay. what do you think
1: okay. that's what I was wondering I was wondering yeah. if um that services um looks like there's something in there about like the I, I don't know um clearly brevity and like um, direct language is not my strength, but something about philosophy Great. and then something about like the specific container that's, in which we work and then form.
0: Yeah. Okay. So philosophy is probably not a service that you're selling. Right? No. So philosophy doesn't sit there. It sits under a belt. It's, yeah, it's okay. about you and your philosophy. Um, and you could also... Maybe double stack it with an FAQs. Uh, okay, you know if you built a page that was an FAQs and you incorporated that as an opportunity to integrate your philosophy, then then you could do that w- that way, or just keep them separate. Um, mm-hmm. But you know, what does it look like to work with you? That's that's an important feature. And if we don't align, then I don't want to work with you. And I don't want the headache of having to say no to somebody that I just started a a relationship with. Um, Mm -hmm. so people do look for that, but they also can find it in your, in your articles, in your, in your blogs, as you're writing, they'll see the whimsy that you, you integrate into life. They will get to know you that way. And you should be building that out. Um, no end, you know, you should be regularly updating with articles that aren't just about financial empowerment that are also about just what being financially empowered looks like, right? So the end result, this is what it looks like. You can yeah. maybe even do some, not necessarily case studies, but success stories of other women, uh, 40 years old, who are recently separated and have one child and have been stung before <laughs> uh, who have taken you know, your services on board, what they look like now, where they are at, right? That's a great, so yeah. it's, it's a, a faux testimonial, right? Mm. Um, and, and you don't have any testimonials that I, that I saw.
1: I've got them like Um, on my phone and that's not doing us any good there. Right.
0: On your, your phone, your phone's a good place to have testimonials. At least they exist unless you had AI (laughs) write them and then they still kind of exist. Right. Um, (laughs) Bots are dirty, but you know, so there's, there's a lot to, to tease out, but philosophy is about, and you probably need an FAQs and you need to be writing lots of blogs and you probably need some success stories. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Yeah.
2: You know, hold on. Yeah. So Daniel's points about um, the philosophy and how that relates to your services. Those are all really good points. He's right. That would make more sense under an about, however, because it's kind of related to your service. I mean, that's what makes your service special. You can have links to that from your services page, right? So maybe you have your product there and you say to to read more about my philosophy on this topic, click here. Mm -hmm. And the other thing, really great thing about adding links to other pages is it sends people around your website and it creates what we call link juice, Link juice is really good for SEO, and it does help people kind of look at other areas on your website that maybe they wouldn't have gone to before had you not had a link there. So it's really great to to try to direct people to other places on your website. That'd be a good way to do that. Mm. Okay, that's amazing. Thank you. You're welcome. I am going to point out one quick thing I saw in your footer, because I think this is really important for you to know. Uh, your Instagram okay. icon is broken. It does not go to your Instagram okay. page. <laughs> your, so, <laughs> I mean, to be fair, the Instagram doesn't get much update. But yes, thank you. Okay, yeah. no, that's a good question. How important is your Instagram? Are you trying to grow a following? No. Um. What I think... Okay, so
1: this is... Where I start to get a little bit woo, I've been meditating on this, <laughs> um and I've been like reflecting on this, and i I don't get any joy from Instagram oh. um, or Facebook. And yeah. so I think what I want to do is I want to move my focus instead of from those places onto LinkedIn. Brittany, and so go ahead. oh, yeah, no, go ahead. Yeah,
2: Brittany, I was just gonna say, You would not believe how many people say this these days. Um, This is very common. It's true. I mean, a lot of times I feel like business owners, especially entrepreneurs, um, feel like they have to hop onto every social media channel. It's exhausting, right? And then you have to start looking at, is that really serving me? Like, is having an Instagram following really bringing me that much business? And I think it's brilliant that you have already... realize that LinkedIn is probably where your customers are. I agree. I think that LinkedIn is a really good um, place for you to focus. And then, you know, just choose one or two social media channels to, to put that time and energy into because you just can't be everywhere. Right. It's just, it's just takes too much time. So that, yeah, we hear this from a lot of people. I completely understand. (laughs) Yeah. And, um, I was going to say, if you don't feel like you are, you need to grow an Instagram following, go ahead and take that link out of the footer. If it wasn't, if go ahead and put LinkedIn down there, but also if you really do want people to start connecting you with, with you on LinkedIn, which I think is a good idea, maybe that goes in your top nav. You know how sometimes people, Mm -hmm. you see that you see social icons at the top instead of the bottom. Um, if it's in the footer, people will see it there too. That's common, but it, it depends again on how um, how important it is to you to start growing a following on LinkedIn. So if you mm-hmm. want it to be important, um, if you're putting a lot of time and effort into posting on LinkedIn, go ahead and, and put that in your top nav so people can find it easier. Sounds
1: good. Thank you.
2: Yeah.
0: Um, so a, a couple of quick, Takeaways from the the top nav, you know, Tricia mentioned, um, maybe a bit of a reorg, um, speaking probably needs to be differentiated. And while your podcast may be about money conversations and may even be called money conversations, nobody knows that if this is their first time to your site. So you Mm want to change that to podcast. Yes. Right. And yep. then they click on it and yep. they'll see that it's called money conversations. Um, yeah. articles might better be called blogs or just blog. Right. And assume that there are articles. Sounds
1: good.
0: Um, I, I, I know Tricia says she doesn't like that CTA over in the top right corner. This might be the opportunity where you say, uh, let's get started. Let's talk. Let's, let's do something. And that goes directly to the form completion. If you take phone calls, it could just be, let's, let's talk on the phone, <laughs> something. Um, and then one more thing that occurred to me is this is more like uh, UX copy user experience copywriting work with me. When we read things in our heads, we, uh, percent, uh, personalize the information, right? It becomes mine. So if I said work with you, that would feel Mm. weird. Work with me kind of works, but it's like, does this mean I'm working on myself? You know, we, we have this kind of confusion. Um, or let's, let's talk today. That's actionable. There's no confusion, but I'm not really sure. I, I, it's pretty obvious that I'm talking to you, but I'm not really sure how I'm going to be doing that. Um, Let's get started. Feels a little too generic, right? And if you like woo woo, then maybe generic doesn't really track. Um, so you want to make something that is this where like together? Yeah, or together. We, yes. Yes. Um, that that might fit. Uh, so finding the right words in a button. <laughs> I really like what you did actually, you know, forget the rest of the words. I'm ready. Let's talk. Um, <laughs> I get it. Uh, but man, that's a lot of words. Can we find three words? I was going
1: to say it's a lie. That,
0: that does that. Right. Um, yeah. So maybe it's just that it's something like, I'm in hook me up. Yeah. Uh, yeah. but you know, something, something, that's actionable. Um, work with me feels passive. And so, uh, by the nature of its passivity, it doesn't really resonate with me taking action. Right? So Mm. I'm ready. If they click, I'm ready. Mm. I read that it's about me because I read it in my head that I was me, I not you. I, right. So, Mm. um, this is no easy uh, job. They pay big bucks for UX copywriters these days. Yes. Um, so good luck with it. But um, <laughs> you really want to you really want to question everything. And I would I would say maybe come up with a list of twenty uh, ways of saying it. And that's going to be hard. You'll get seven or eight, and then you're going to start running out of ideas. You get to fifteen, and you're like twenty. Mm. WTF, but um, if you can get to 20, then maybe number three is the best one, but at least you did the work, right? And you yeah. found out that there's really no other way to do this.
2: Yeah. Brittany, we're we going to say something? I was going to ask
1: a question. Oh, okay. So I, um, I like to uh, use my effort carefully. Mm-hmm. What's the role of ChatGPT in generating some of this stuff? It's fine. Is there a role for it?
0: Yeah, I mean, go to it. Um, You can, can,
1: if... Like if I said, ChatGPT, find Uh 20 ways of...
2: Very good question. And a question a lot of people are asking these days. Yeah, (laughs) it's a good tool when used correctly.
0: (laughs) So, Mm. you know... um, this is why all of us in digital marketing are both celebrating and incredibly fearful at the same time, because ChatGPT, eventually, possibly, if they ever fix it, BARD, um, uh, can do this with seemingly zero effort. Um but interestingly, we were having a conversation with another client of ours that is in the AI space, and um, there's now this move towards augmented I, which is um, AI plus HI, the human element. So whatever you come up say... with, you need to you need to validate it yourself, and um, mm. maybe even have you know have friends and family see if if are Assumptions work as well, um, mm. but you know, partner up seems quick and snappy. Doesn't really work in this situation. Let's team up. It's nice, but really, what does that mean? So, I mean, you might need to go through fifty or a hundred iterations to try and identify something that really resonates, and you might end up back at work with me. Or it's like say, a you
1: know, jumping point that like. Mm -hmm. at least takes you, gives you a little bit more perspective, like takes you out of your, takes the blinders off a little. Yeah. Right.
2: Yeah. And, you know, I think it is really a great idea to have a CTA button. that It looks a little different. I mean, I think a lot of people... Um, they default to learn more or read more. Um, And it is kind of fun when you do something different. So I echo what Daniel said, that your idea there of having a button that's different and a little bit, you know, like your personality is really a great idea. It just needs to maybe be a little shorter and make a little more sense. Um, A good example is when we were designing our agency website, Daniel made a CTA button for our hero image that says, "Hire, hire us like yesterday. And I think he was doing that to be snarky at first, but I really liked it. I'm like, we're keeping that. (laughs) So it's still Mm -hmm. there and it's something different, you know, it it grabs attention. So I think it's great that you did that. Just start to define your message a little bit better.
0: Uh, Another thing when, when you analyze, for those of you listening to the podcast and not watching the video, I went to chat GPT and I asked it, find 20 ways of saying work with me and it came up with 20 ways, but, Interestingly enough to me, none of these say what you're trying to say. Mm -hmm. And that's telling to me that says the words work with me don't mean what I want them to mean because Hmm. they couldn't find one other phrase that said what I was trying to say. Right. So it has a, it has a place, if anything, in not providing you the answer or the solution, but um, justifying the the need to fix things. (laughs) Yeah. So, right? It's like, dang it.
1: Yeah, no. It it Um, feels like what um, you're saying and what it's doing is it's like making us aware of our blind
2: spots. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, making us think about in a different way. It's hard when you're close to it, and you know what it means. You don't realize that maybe people don't see it the same way you do, or or read it the same way you do, mm-hmm. right?
0: All right. So I'd like to move this um, into a little bit more UX conversation um, because uh, I'm having some problems with. a, a few <laughs> Okay, wait. Of um, US.
1: before you do that, yeah. can you like? Five-year-old me UX um, user experience.
0: Oh, so user experience is the function okay. of the website. How does it function for okay. me as the user? User interface UI okay. is how pretty is it, right?
2: And okay. so good question. Um, the reason
0: the reason Trisha and I partnered up is because I'm a developer, which is function.
2: function. Trisha's
0: a designer, which is form. So, I fit more into the uX lane. she fits more into the u i lane. we I hesitate to say we both do both. Trisha does both. I don't do design. <laughs> you don't don't ever ask me to do your design. It's not my lane. <laughs> um, but uh, so the user experience the the function of the website, you have integrated this iframe so that you can utilize some kind of third party solution. Yeah. On your website called take the money relationship assessment. If I take it, I assume. Which needs a sexier name. Yeah, definitely. Ask chat GPT. Um, I assume that when I start, I'm going to sit in this iframe to complete it. Whereas you have another, which is the money type quiz, another uh, linkable item, mm. which kicks you into a third party tool. It's not your own tool. Right. It sits on a subdomain. But when I go to that subdomain, where where is it? I clicked away. When I click into that subdomain, the quiz.thefee.ca, I end up um, mm-hmm. not having the same type of experience. I don't have all of your same mm-hmm. nav items up at the top. I'm somewhere right. else. Mm-hmm. It doesn't look the same. It doesn't feel the same. It took a, an extra minute to load. That might be enough for mm-hmm. me to say I'm out if I'm in the hill country and I have bad service. And I'm like, yeah, nope, not gonna do that. Um, there's so, there's a, a lot that I take issue with. However, the upside is <laughs> if I, I end up going through all of the things and select all of the parameters and then click see results and then decide, oh, snap, I don't actually get to see the results. I now have to give you my email in order to see the results. I feel a little bit like I've been uh, scammed here. Okay, I'll give you my email. So if I finally actually enter my email, then you're going to get that. How many people are completing this form for you?
1: So I've got a question for you then. Mm -hmm. Um, Because that money relationship assessment, which like can you teaching background and not not good at brevity and snappy names. That's, that's where that comes from. That is something that, um, I wrote, whereas the money type quiz is something that I licensed. Um, and it's part of like what I use when I work with a client Ah. Oh. and I've been playing with it, like toying, like throwing the idea around in my head of, um, honestly kind of taking off the money type quiz until after a consult or after like that initial contact and being like, okay, also, if you want to spend our time, like digging deeper, faster, fill this out and we can dive in on our consult and then like repackaging the money relationship assessment, making it a little sexier, snappier. um, And then using that to, as my like,
2: legion. That's a really so, good idea.
1: So, so I like
0: that. Um, and in fact, you could integrate the uh, quiz into the automated uh, automated reply that they receive after yeah. reaching out to initially initiate the, the conversation, right? Yes. So we could have and take this quiz. You've already captured their email. Um, mm-hmm. Now you're capturing the deeper information. So that sequence would, would make a lot more sense to me.
2: It does um. and does. And taking it off your website will help with that disconnect of it looking so different. Um, mm. But what I like also about this is that being like a lead gen, it really does, if you look at the questions, it really does make you start thinking about, oh, I never thought about these things. Um, the, the things that are in your quiz, you know, prone to blame, um, self fulfilling prophecy, these are interesting. So I also think this quiz is a good selling point for you because it gets people realizing the kind of think topics that they'll be discussing with you if they take the next step. Right. So it is a really good um, lead gen and like step-by-step process to kind of get clients interested in your services.
0: This strategy, I, I also like it, but you're using a third party tool called Typeform. You could. Yes. Probably embed a form that you built. Um, not too dissimilar to the work with me form or the contact form and, you know, ask the same style of questions. Um, I just don't like how it's built into this ugly iframe. right? It just doesn't work. (laughs) Do not make it fit better, make it prettier. Um, it might need its own page. I, I have no idea, but, uh. So th- yeah. those are just a few, like, UX issues. Now, the the next thing that yeah. we need to address um, as, is the Lighthouse score. So I'm going to share a different um, screen. And I'm navigating to uh, a different tool um, called the Lighthouse tool. And in order for it to work, you have to be in an incognito Chrome browser. The Edge, uh, Microsoft Edge actually uses the Lighthouse tool, too. So um, once you've logged into your, your page, you right mouse click, go to Inspect. And then you're in the Inspector tool. And there's a an option for the Lighthouse. So this is where I, I ran that report previously. And I, I said my infamous, now infamous statement, Snap, uh, Squarespace strikes again. Um, so what you're seeing here is just this really Slow loading. So the performance metrics are the, the page load speed, right? And if we scroll down in, into the, the actual uh, results themselves, then we, we can see that um, it takes almost 13 seconds for this image to finish loading. Right, So the LCP, largest contentful paint um, on a mobile device, what is the largest thing that takes up the space that has to load before we can actually see and engage with the page? 13 seconds for that image. That tells me that the image is probably not compressed. It's probably not sized proportionately, um, particularly for mobile. And then the other very troubling issue is your your t to i your time to interactive is 12 seconds that means an average mobile user will have to wait 12 seconds before they can start interacting with your website that's that's kind of a long time that's not that's not no big deal now when somebody wants to see who you are because somebody has spoken about, man, you should check out Brittany Tam and, and the financially empowered entrepreneur, dude, she's amazing. And they come to, to validate that information. They're probably willing to wait five, six, seven, eight seconds. 12 is a push, but even if they're willing to wait 12 seconds, then we have all of the other issues that we have, uh, ideated through, right? The content and the UX and the design and and all of those other problems that are probably going to be trip hazards. But it's pretty certain that if anyone ever found your website in a Google search, they never waited long enough for it to load. Like, just didn't happen. So... (laughs) I'm guessing that all those people that are making it to the quiz only made it to the quiz because somebody told them they had to take it, not because they found you on Google or LinkedIn, right? If they're going to see you on LinkedIn and go to your website, 12 seconds, nah, they're out. Nah, don't have time, right? So your performance speed is worrisome, but... This is standard mm-hmm. for Squarespace. Squarespace is a slow <laughs> MRFer, right? Because of all of the your <laughs> your um about, you're about uh, CTA, right, that thing. You put about there because, I'm guessing, because you didn't know what else to put there, and the theme that Squarespace fed you had something that goes there, and you didn't know how to make it go away, so you just shove something in that spot, right? Welcome to Squarespace. I think somebody
1: told me it was important to put a a button there. And Uh I was like, okay. So, yeah, it was.
0: So um, then when you start dialing in on the other metrics, you've got uh, 94 for accessibility. That's great. It's kind of a lie. Uh, What this means is that (laughs) a visually impaired person. Should be able to access your website and see most of the things that they should be able to see, but when I look on like the coloring, the white over this, I don't even know, Trisha, what color is that? Um, some kind of color. Uh. Uh, I find it. <laughs> I find it very difficult to see. Right. Um, melon. So I call it melon. Melon. Okay. So if you uh, if you're looking at my screen, <laughs> I've just gone and I've I've found this piece of code in the HTML of your website that is the button. I click on the color uh, of the text, and you see this uh, red strikeout. Um, it says contrast ratio 2.48, and then the red strikeout. That's like the Ghostbusters, right? This means that it's not yeah. accessible. Like So programmatically, they were able to get all of the parameters to pass, but from a genuine Um, experience, someone with a visual impairment like myself, and I'm not wearing my glasses, I ain't reading that. Not a chance, right? So you really need to change your your coloring um, to a much darker color. And then maybe Hmm. only then we'll start getting a check mark that says it's accessible. Five is still kind of borderline. If we want it really accessible we need to make sure that our color is uh real really quite dark and then we can get double checks so anything kind of over seven is is doing really good right do you see how much darker that is but do you also see how much better you can see that so (laughs) the accessibility of of your website is yet another issue that needs addressing um best practices There's because it's of the nature of Squarespace, there's only so much that you can do. And then your hands are tied because Squarespace, right? And SEO, there's only so much that you can do because your hands are tied because Squarespace. So Squarespace strikes again. Yeah, this is not new. You can do, you can improve these best practices. You can improve your accessibility. You can improve your SEO. Not a lot you can do on your performance unless you start really cleaning up your images. Um, if you really care, then you need to leave Squarespace and go somewhere else. We recommend WordPress. Don't go to that other place that sounds like sticks. Stay away.
2: Starts with a
0: Yeah. Stay away with the barge pole. But yeah.
1: WordPress seems like difficult
0: it is yeah you know the funny thing is is the the lie that we tell our (laughs) our clients is oh wordpress it's easy no it is it is difficult that's why we Squarespace
1: is easy yes
0: we have we have an academy that teaches wordpress development it ain't it ain't easy um but do you want it easy or do you want it right right yeah. So I mean, you're you're basically telling me that when your client comes to you and says, "Yeah, but spending my money on junk is so easy. Saving it seems like that's hard." You're gonna tell them, "Oh, that's okay. So Just go spend it. That's fine." I
1: think this is where, like, um, maybe in some ways, I am like my client too. You know what? that's why people are attracted to to us. Right. Where it's like, I've um, had people do it before and it hasn't met like whatever mental image I have. And so like the control freak in me is like, well, at least this, I can go and move things around. I'm not going to break it. Like I might break it, but I'm not going to break it in the same way. I'm going to break WordPress. Right. Um, so
0: well and
1: okay so let me like this is where you guys pitch (laughs)
0: yeah Yeah, but Uh, this is where you guys talk about the the experience of hiring somebody you're clearly very intelligent so you could learn wordpress but it's the same it's the same kind of conversation that that you would have with with yourself about repairing your fence do you have time Mm -hmm. effort and energy and the know-how to go and repair that fence yourself or would your money be better spent and and interest or would your money be better spent hiring a professional to come and fix that fence while you do those other things that you love and that you're actually good at, right? Some people, they want to, they want to own it. They want to do it. They want to learn it. Um, Kudos. And whereas other people, they, they don't. So you just have to determine. And a lot of it is (laughs) arguably financial decisions, right? What can I afford to invest in? Um, mm-hmm. but this is not something that you, you can fix easily yourself, Squarespace. Mm-hmm. You can, you can tailor it, you can modify it, you can improve it, but there's only so much that you can do. Once these yeah. other pieces start falling into place and you start finding more clients, then you either learn some, a better tool yourself, or you hire professionals to come and do it for you. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but this is going to be a, a, a problem until mm. it's not, until you can fix
2: mm-hmm. it. Yeah. And mm. just to further define what easy means as far as updating your website, Brittany. So I I understand what you're saying. And like Daniel said, some people don't have the interest or the money or the time to hire web designers. This is why Daniel and I do both things. We have an agency where we design websites for people and companies, and we also have an academy for people who do want to take the time to learn it. It's not easy in the sense of a Squarespace where you're dragging and dropping. But the thing is, did you know when you were using Square, Squarespace that it was important that you add a photograph that was a certain file size for because that was going to slow down your site? Did they tell you that? They didn't. Do you have any control over your SEO at all? You don't. Um, very little control a little bit, a little bit like your descriptions, that type of thing, but not advanced SEO. Um, There's not a whole lot you can do beyond the tools they give you, which to be quite honest, are easy. Um, Whereas if you have a little more control over your website, even taking the step to to learn some WordPress, you do have more control. And um, it's, it's not like, so hard that it can be it can be learned it can be learned it's just again interest um, but it actually it's it it's not as hard as you think it would be it just it just sounds hard <laughs> but actually <laughs> it, it's not I mean we we have people from all different backgrounds taking our WordPress classes all different backgrounds and but, um, but with that a little, aside with a little dedication it can be done.
0: But that aside, you know, if your interest doesn't doesn't sit there, don't, right? Don't right. worry about it. There's plenty. There's so much for you to do before that <laughs> ever comes to head, right? Fix your yeah. content, clean it up, um, address address the navigation, uh, fix your colors, fix fix your your page layout. You know, fix get rid of all of that animation fluff. So much for you to do. Um, compress your images. And then, like I said, once, once you find more of the hers, your persona and start attracting more then then you can address whether or not it's a a reasonable decision. Maybe never, you know, if if you start making the bacon, then fine. You don't, you don't clearly, it doesn't matter. (laughs) It's working. It's doing its job. Um, but, uh, so that, that kind of takes us to the, the, end of, of this uh, this podcast Brittany um, and so I'd, I'd like to ask you you know one one thing uh, either it's a piece of advice or an action that you would like uh, the listeners to take um, what do you have to say what do you have to request that someone listening to this should take away not not from this digital marketing conversation but from just being or becoming a financially empowered entrepreneur
1: you know I think it's connected to this like um and I think it is um getting engaged and getting involved and starting to like come to any of the things that we do in life with this perspective of curiosity like chances are pretty good that our next action is not the breaker uh make or break thing and like that weight can t- hold us back from doing anything. So um, I, yeah, I think gentle,
2: curious, action-taking. Yes, I like that. That's a great tab- tagline right there, Brittany. I like that.
0: Gentle, curious, oh. action-taking, <laughs> yeah, that's pretty Yeah,
2: cool. put that on that's your great. website somewhere. That's perfect.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Thank
0: you. Um, <laughs> Brittany, It's it's been a real pleasure meeting you getting to know you and finding out more about um your business the financially empowered entrepreneur uh i just want to say you know from we rock dm uh from myself personally thank you so much for uh wanting to join us and actually coming and, and speaking with us today
2: yes bernie yeah.
1: oh it's been such a delight thank you so much
2: you are welcome <laughs> yeah you've been great podcast guest um, and I again, I just really love the mission um, of your business. I think it's a great idea. And I wish you the best of luck. Thank you so Absolutely. much. You're welcome. Thank you.
0: Thanks for tuning in to the We Rock DM podcast. We hope you found our discussions on digital marketing and web design and development helpful and informative Don't forget to follow us on social media and subscribe to our podcast to stay up to date on the latest trends and strategies in the world of online business. We'll see you in the next episode of We Rock DM, where we make kick-ass stuff kick-ass.